Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. A warm hello and welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Got a terrific podcast for you. I always love being able to give my free plays out on Twitter, and I love people that do so as well. So we're going to get one of those fine gentlemen on today. You may know him as Dave LA underscore sports. Dave LA is going to be joining me. We're going to talk to him about how we're just in a little bit of a waiting period when it comes to analyzing the upcoming MLB season. There's just not a lot that can be done until we know what's going to be happening with realignment and everything like that. And we're going to be diving into his bets for the Saturday night slash Sunday morning KBO slate, what he's all noticed during the season. He has picked it up and has been doing very well with it. So it's going to be a pleasure to have him on. And in the final segment, going to give you a side in total on every game on the KBO betting board for, like I said, Saturday night slash Sunday morning because these games have a 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern time start. So it depends on your time zone as to what day these are going to start. But with that said, regardless, the games are the same and we are going to touch them all. First things first, always love being able to answer your Twitter questions at GNRS41. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, though I do know that there was a doubleheader, and I know that there were some of you guys that were unable to fire in bets when it came to Game 2 of that Kiwoom versus LG double dip, and the big reason why I know that a lot of people were asking me about this, it's just because we had an unknown pitching matchup. There were a lot of books that they didn't want to post up Game 2 until they knew the starters, and Game 2 of that doubleheader literally started, I think, like 5 to 10 minutes after game one was done so by the time the books found out who was going to be pitching well the game had already started 
No doubt an unfortunate circumstance, and right now in the KBO, we are finding ourselves in the circumstances where we've got a lot of all or nothing going on. So let's take a look back at yesterday's results, try to find some trends, and try to get to know these teams a little better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. The Hanwha Eagles have certainly been the best under team out there in the KBO. They have played one over so far this year, and that trend continued on May 15th, the morning of Saturday, as it was the Lotte Giants taking down the Hanwha Eagles by a count of 5-1. For Hanwha, they wound up getting 11 men on base and they scored one stinking run as that was a little bit tough for Warwick Sapold. He delivered a good start for Hanwha. This loss certainly was out on him. Seven innings, he gives up two runs. He did a good job of being able to hold down the fort. From there, the bullpen was a little bit shaky. A combined three earned runs by Hanwha in two innings of relief. But how about this for Lotte? No Kion Ian. He wound up going six innings. He gives up one run. This is someone that during the 2017 season had an 11.66 ERA, was not in the KBO at all in the 2019 season. He's looked very good, and the bullpen from there wound up going a combined three innings. They didn't give up a single run. They only gave up two hits, so they certainly were able to hold down the fourth there. I could tell you that Dave L.A. in the second segment, he is high in this Lotte team, so we're going to have him talk about that a little bit more. And what else was big for Lotte was the fact that John John Wu wound up going three of four in this game. He's hitting a 333 for the year. He has been doing an absolutely superb job of getting on base. He's got three home runs so far this year as well. He has been able to certainly supply some boom. Deo Lee only went one of five, and we are seeing that Dixon Machado is starting to wind down a little bit, but even in this game, he still delivered the team a hit, and for Anwa, they're just not able to get that big hit, despite the fact that they are getting on base. The Dinos have certainly been playing quite a few unders recently as well. They have now seen each out of their last four games go under, but they just continue to win. They're the DJ Khaled's of the KBO so far. 9-1 overall. They take down the SK Wyverns 2-1 because they were able to get both runs in the 8th inning. This is an NC team that only wound up getting 5 hits. They had a couple of their top guys wound up being out of the lineup, but they were still able to get the job done. And it is worth noting, Aaron Altair, there's a reason why on this podcast he's called Aaron Altair Boss. This guy is now hitting about a buck seventy-five for them, but you do still have quite a few guys in the middle of the lineup, like a Park Suk Min that should be able to provide a little bit of something. He's got three home runs so far this year. He wasn't able to get one in this game, but with that said, he certainly has been able to do a good job. But what you do want to note is that at the catcher spot, you are seeing a little bit of turnover with NC and for the Wyverns. This bunch has just not been able to really put up runs all year long. They are 1-9. and nine. It has just been a really brutal start for them, to say the least. They have broken the five-run plateau once this entire year, and that was in a loss to the Lotte Giants, in which a bullpen really let them down. And for the Wyverns, you do have to give credit to their starter and Kim Tae-hoon. He wound up going seven innings. Didn't give up a single earned run. This is someone that has really been stretched out. He did not wind up starting a single game last year. He's made about 197 or so appearances. I believe that this was just his, like, 15th start of his career. So he did a good job. Bullpen from there, they wind up giving up two runs, both of which were earned in two innings. So for the Dinos, they've got one of the top two bullpen ERAs out there in the KBO. They get the job done in this one. The Doosan Bears have been playing a whole bunch of overs. 6-0-1 to the over they've been in the last seven games. And the Kia Tigers, they were able to supply some pop. 13-4 the final in this one. And Preston Tucker was really the breadwinner in this one. 7 
Count of seven RBI. He went four of four, including a dinger. And then you had Nanji Wan wind up going yard for this team. And what else you want to note is this guy, Chano Park for Kia. He has been doing a great job with the glove. He has to be the best fielder I've seen in the KBO so far. He made two highlight reel plays in this one. I still remember when Kia played Samsung last week. He was doing a great job of flashing the leather in those games as well. So things are going very well there. And for Dusan, this is a team that starting pitching, the bullpen, what have you, it has all been very, very bad to say the least. I will say the fielding in the outfield did not necessarily help out Dusan. There were no awarded errors, but there were plays that let's just say they should have been made. But the starting pitcher in this one was Lee Young Chan. He had a 407 ERA last year. He was 15 and 3 in 2018. Right now he's sitting with a 1260 ERA. He just wound up getting shellacked for eight earned runs in this one. So certainly that bullpen has been taxed. They could really use a quality start Saturday night slash Sunday morning. And the KT Wiz, aka our good friends the Smiling Blobs, got a surprisingly good start on Saturday morning as well as Kim Min, who had entered into this game with an ERA hovering right around 16. He delivered a good start as our good friends the Smiling Blobs get their second straight win 10 to 4 the final in this one for Samsung. Woon Sung Hwan wound up just getting lit on fire. Two innings pitch gives up six runs all of which were in the bullpen. They were used early and often. They had to go a combined six innings in this one. They wind up giving up four runs, three of which were earned. So it's not like they necessarily did a terrible job. But with Samsung, they're still without Tyler Saladino. I would actually argue that it's a little bit of an addition by subtraction as the five and seven hitters, Parky Min and Lee Hak Ju, they both wound up having two hits in this one, so they were able to get some production there. Top lineup has not necessarily been performing for Samsung. And then when you take a look at the Smiling Bobs, Mel Rojas was able to get a pair of RBI in this one. And what else was big for KT is that the bottom of the lineup had been performing very well to begin the year. The top lineup, not so much. Sim Woo Jun, he has really been able to start getting things going. Five combined hits over the team's last two games. The number two hitter, Kin Min Hook. He's only hitting a 206 so far this year, but he had three hits in this one as well. He combined six hits in the last four games, and the Smiling Blobs bullpen has been a little bit better. They only gave up one run in this one. And then you had that double hit between the Kiwo Miros and the LG Twins, and the Twins won both by two runs. Game two, they were able to take by a count of five to three, and game one, it was a three to one win. And for Kiwo, Jake Brigham just has not been able to get a lot of help. He he hasn't necessarily been great himself. Five and two-thirds innings in this one. He winds up giving up three runs, all of which weren't including a home run. From there, the bullpen was terrific. Three and a third innings. They don't give up as much of a hit. They don't even give up a walk. So the bullpen for Key Woom in this one was very big. But what you have to like for LG is the fact that they are getting production top to bottom. Jung Joo Hyun, he wound up going yard in this game. That is his second home run of the year. He played 129 games last year and hit two home runs. He's already got two so far this year. As a matter of fact, he's got two home runs in his last two games. So that tells you how things are going for him. And then Un Roberto Ramos, he only saw what I had in game one. But in game two, he was certainly able to get things going as well as LG took game one thanks to a very good Pitching performance by Casey Kelly. As Casey Kelly, six innings, he gives up just three hits, no earned runs. He was absolutely spectacular after getting lit up in his first start of the season. And then in game two, the LG Twins used a three-run eighth to be able to get that 5-3 to three win. And in that game, Roberto Ramos, he winds up going yard. He had a solo shot in that eighth inning. That was big for him. This is one of the better power bats that you're going to find in the KBO. He's tied for the league lead with four home runs so far this season. And then you take a look at what the Kiwoom heroes were able to do. They were able to put up three runs in the second inning, but then past that, the LG Twins were able to hold down the fort. Jung Chan Hyun, he was in that... 
second inning and things weren't necessarily looking great but he got out of a jam and then from there he was able to hold down the fort and then the LG Twins bullpen three innings of no run baseball and then for Kiwoom Han Hun He wound up giving the team a solid start he gave up two runs over the course of five innings and then the bullpen from there let this team down they wind up going a combined four innings and they give up three runs all of which were earned so that is what we all saw from the KBO on Saturday morning. Now let's get a look at some of the Sunday games, what we've seen in the KBO in general, and just why we're in a little bit of a standstill when it comes to MLB handicapping. Dave L.A., a man that gives out free plays on Twitter, much like myself, he's going to be joining me on the other side right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. As you guys know, I'm one of those people. I post out my free plays on Twitter and another man that does a superb job of it. He's a little bit more of an MLB capper, but much like myself with the MLB on hiatus, he has gone to the lovely country of South Korea and is handicapping some KBO action as well. That would be Dave L.A. You can follow my Twitter at Dave L.A. underscore sports. Dave, it is great to have you on board today. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Greg. It's an honor. I'm, I've been a big fan of yours for some time, and I'm glad I'm on um, your podcast. It is great to have you on. Thank you. And first things first, before we get into a little bit more of the KBO action, like I mentioned, you're a little bit more of an MLB guy. You're a fan of the Los Angeles area teams, most specifically the LA Angels. And as of right now, I've been doing my best to keep up with the rosters in the MLB and everything like that, but there's just not much that can be done right now because with all the talks that are going on between the owners and the players, you just don't know what the realignment is going to look like for the divisions, the leagues, and everything like that. And if you have a good feel as to who the top five in each rotation is going to be, some of the guys that might be platooning and everything like that, I think that all you can do right now is really just sit tight and wait for the news to come out because there's really not a whole heck of a lot that can be done other than maybe paying attention to how guys are trying to stay loose for the season. Right. We're all on that waiting list where we're just wondering to see what's going to happen. Not just the MLB, but with all leagues in America, credit to UFC to uh, take chances to get started. But as far as leagues like baseball or basketball or football, I mean, we're just all waiting to see how things work out. I know as fans, we all want baseball or sports in general. But I mean, you got to see both sides of the ball, you know, as an owner or as a player. And as a fan, we just got to sit and wait. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've just sort of been taking a look at these teams on their own island. There's just really no point in looking at odds to win the National League, odds to win the American League, because we might get the Grapefruit League, we might get the Cactus League, we might get three (laughs) different regions. Heck, we might get the Turtles versus the Tortoises. Who knows what's going to be happening with that regard. So it's just one of these things where it's a little bit unpredictable. But at the very least, we do know that we've got some KBO action and What has been really your biggest surprise of the KBO season? Because for me personally, it is the fact that we've had some very high-scoring games. Overs have been doing quite well in the KBO so far this year. I believe that we've seen five more overs than unders, if I remember correctly. But it's a little bit of a surprise because we remember the ball was de-juiced. And now there's rumors that maybe they rejuice the baseballs. Right. When you see us climb on the totals on a weekly base, you automatically think that they did something with the ball. What really helps the KBO with the high scoring is also the weather and actually 
the late start. This league didn't really start until May. So even in May in Korea, you get some warm weather. We're not considering some of these pitchers to be uh, the best in the world, but I'll be mean, there still great pitchers to go out there and perform. You were dealing with some really good hitters. So even with a, a mixture of uh, warm weather and what they consider Dijo's balls, you're going to get some good contacts and get some good, good high scoring games. Yeah, it certainly has been a lot of fun to watch as we've got Dave L.A. joining me right here on the podcast. And Dave, I do think that we've got some very intriguing games out in front of us for Saturday night if you're on the West Coast, Sunday morning if you're on the East Coast. These games will all be wrapping up at Sunday unless you have less than a two-hour game. But I know that you've got the battle of the best team in the KBO and the worst as well. NC Dinos, they've won all but one of their games so far this year. The SK Wyverns. They've lost all but one of their games so far this year. And I know that you're on the Dinos in this spot. Where are you taking a look at in this one? Because as we know, with NC, they've got a bunch of good guys. Like Minwoo Park has been able to do a great job of being able to set the table. But they do have a couple injuries that they are dealing with as well. So I do think that it's an interesting spot with Drew Rosinski taking the mound for the Dinos. Right. What happens is we got two teams that are going opposite directions. We got one that's going on some wins and then another that's going on some losses. And so what do you want to do during this time is uh, get on board the train and just ride it. It's just things that are working very well for the Dinos overall, not only with their bats and the starting pitching. Their defense is actually picking up very well, especially versus a weak opponent like the Rainers, you know what I mean? So this team seems to act like our MLB version, like the Marlins or the Orioles, you know what I mean? So you kind of want to take advantage of opponents like that. Yeah, it certainly has been a tough go of it for the SK Wyverns. Just have not been able to get out of their own way on offense. But a team that is starting to really ignite themselves on offense, that'd be the KT Wiz, or as they're known on this podcast, the KT Smiling Blobs. They have covered the run line and actually each other last seven games because in their losing streak against the NC Dinos and the Doosan Bears, every one of those games was by run one run. I know that you're on Samsung here, but you're taking the run and a half with Samsung. What are you taking a look at in this one? As we've got two American-born pitchers, in my opinion, one of the best that we're going to be finding in, Ben Lively going for the Samsung Bears, and then Audrey Simar de Spagne going for the KT Smiling Blobs. Right. What I'm doing is I know there is a hot team here at home against the opponent that's kind of trending down, but what I like about this guy, Ben Lively, he throws very hard. What's great about this team, they're one of the top leagues in strikeouts. So with a guy like Ben that throws very hard, it makes it a little harder for the Wiz. I know the Wiz are the favorites because they're home, and not only that, they're on some kind of win streak. So what I've done, I've done, I've taken something that's going to kind of benefit me, even if they win outright. But I do got a little edge on the plus of run line with a good pitcher that can throw hard. You know, and the foreign players, they're actually having a good success this time of year. Surprisingly, they're actually 6 out of 10 lead foreigners pitchers that are actually popping the domestic pitchers. So you kind of want to stick to that t- that type of trend that's going on. I like the what the Lions are doing now. So, I mean, even though they're on the two-game history, I do like Ben right here. And, and I think they're going to keep it close. So I like these two pitchers to maybe do have a, have a do-out. So it might even be under, but overall, I like the Lions to maybe even pull the upset. Yeah, what's interesting here is we do have Dave L.A. joining me right here on the podcast is that we're both seeing a similar way that this game is going to go. I think that Ben Lively is going to go out there. He's going to give Samsung right around six innings, give up two or three runs. I see a quality start out of him. I think that Despagne is going to be dealing for the KT Wiz, which is why I wound up playing the money line with the Wiz, but I couldn't lay the run in half in which you could get a plus price 
I also went with this game under because I do think that there's a good chance that you could see it fall like KT four to three, three to two, something like that. So we essentially have similar views of the game, just different bets, and both of them could wind up cashing at the same time, and we could both be right with having different wagers on this game. Definitely. So even with two good starting pitchers, that benefits the bullpen because they're not going to be used as much, and they save some arms there. And, you know, when you get two opponents going at it, you know, going deep into the game, that benefits the team. And then at the end of the game, it goes down to the bullpen. And I do like my chances with the Lions. Absolutely. And then I know that you've got one total for the Saturday night slash Sunday morning slate. And I am on board with this one as well. It's the Tucson Bears and Kia Tigers game. And I know that you're looking at under nine and a half in this one. I took the under in this one as well. We've got... Two foreign-born pitchers are going to be going in this one. Raul Alcantara is going to be going for Dusan. Meanwhile, Aaron Brooks, who we all remember, no, not as the former quarterback of the New Orleans Saints or the player that <laughs> wound up playing in the NBA for many years, but rather a guy that was only one game below 500 for the Baltimore Orioles. I personally wound up riding the Kia Tigers in this spot just because I do think that Aaron Brooks is one of the better pitchers that you're going to find in the KBL when he was in the MLB last year. He was known as one of the slower out there in the MLB, but he always did a good job of being able to find the plate. He would always be able to get some contact. And I think in the KBO, that really results in a good showing. And I think that you feel the same way I do on Dusan. Obviously, a very good offense, but they're doing for some regression. And we saw a little bit of it last night on ESPN. Right. So what happened? You know, the Bears, they started hot. You know, it was something that everybody was getting their attention to. You know, their bats started very hot. But again, they faced some pitchers that they didn't see as of late. The Tigers, they're going to go. They're gonna have a good pitcher with Aaron Brooks. Two pitchers, especially Alcantara and Brooks, as I mentioned last game, I, I really do believe that this game really goes down to like a one nothing type of game. I know both bullpens have struggled as of late, but I really like this game to be like a one nothing type of game. It's everything just seems at least to the underside. I just really like the under on this one, especially at under nine and a half. It seems too high for this game. I just really think it's going to be a two nothing game, one nothing game, or even go down to a two one type of game. We definitely got the edge on this one. I'm right there with you as Kia wound up scoring 13 runs in that game against Tucson Saturday morning slash very, very late Friday night. But I think that you saw the same thing that I did in that game, even though Tucson was not awarded any errors and fielding. Well, right. it was less than stellar to say the least. They weren't, and I quote, errors, but they were misplayed balls. And I do think right. that we're going to get a little bit of better fielding. And like you said, with two guys out there out on the mound that have the ability to go six plus, that really takes out the bullpens a little bit more as well. And Dave, is there anything else that you're looking for? Maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's just in the next week or two in the KBO in general that might be worth taking an eye on for betters because I do think that it is interesting that a team that was dead last in the KBO last year and the Lote Giants have gotten out to the 7-3 and start. They wind up knocking off Hanwha by a count of 5-1 to one late Friday night, and now they're going to be facing off against a Hanwha team that they've got a guy on the mound with a 6-6-7 career ERA. Meanwhile, they're trotting out there a gentleman who wound up making one appearance last year, and he's got a 31.5 ERA. And this is a Hanwha team that has only played one over so far this year. I think that this is a good spot for number two for them. Right. So I'm really liking the Giants here. I mean, they're actually beating opponents with their pitching. They've invested on the offseason with some pitching because, again, as you mentioned, they were pretty bad last year. And so I, I really like them to have a good season with their pitchers. 
not only their starters, but I really love their bullpen. They're not ranked as high, but I really like watching their pitchers coming off the pen to come down and, and get this game and close it out. You know, the Giants, they can pull a lot of upsets, you know, so I'm probably going to become a big fan of theirs overall because of what they do. Not only that, but of course, I'm also enjoying their defense. Their lack is their bats. But uh, again, with some good pitching, keeping games closed, you have a very good chance. At the end of the day, this is a league that if you do have the advantage of pitchers, you can win most games. And with the Giants so far this year, they have reached a four-run plateau in all but one of their games. So certainly the guys like Deho, Lee, Dixon, Machado, and company, they've been able to step up. And Dave, you always do a great job of stepping up, whether it be the KBO, the MLB. I don't think that you've been doing any of the Russian table tennis, which is better known as ping pong, but I'm sure you do spectacular there as well. So let the good people at home know where they're able to get all of your free plays and just what you're working on in general. You know, you can always find me at Twitter on DaveLA underscore sports. I'm there. I share my personality. I share my plays. Win or lose, uh, I try to give you a good time. I'll get entertainment. And, and we're all just trying to, you know, get through this pandemic and wait for MLB to show up. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I can't wait until we've got an LA Angels game for you, for me, a Milwaukee Brewers game. Hopefully that'll be coming sooner rather than later. I don't care who's in the stands. I don't care what the optics is. We really just do need some MLB baseball in our lives. But with that said, you've been doing a great job with the Taiwanese League. You've been doing a great job at the KBO. And you did a great job on this podcast. So big thanks to Dave L.A. for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. And coming up next is that time that I give you a side total on every game for the Saturday night slash Sunday morning betting board in the KBO as we touch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. All right. And a big thanks to our good buddy, Dave. No, not Vegas, Dave, but rather Dave from the lovely City of Angels. Dave L.A. for joining me in the last segment as we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. And now it is that time of the podcast in which I give you a side in total on every game on today's KBO board as we do a little something I like to call Touch Them All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. As per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRSquarty1. I say this every day, but I always do want to make the disclaimer since this is new to a lot of people that unlike in Major League Baseball where you're typically able to go pitcher dependent at all these books except for Pinnacle, you are just betting on the team. So if your pitcher winds up getting scratched, well, unfortunately, you still have the team that you wind up betting on. So I do always want to state that right away since this is a little bit different than baseball betting. So do want to give you guys a little bit of that. And I do want to give you guys a side in total on all these games. So let's get into it. And we're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order as per usual. And that begins with 304 677-304-688. You've got the Eagles of a hand wah, and they are going to be playing those to the Lotte Giants. You're finding this total at 9.5, and, and you've got some pretty consistent juice. Pretty much offshore and Vegas has the over at minus 115. The under is minus 105. If you're looking at the Lotte Giants, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110 with the Eagles. This is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. And for the Lotte Giants and the Hanwha Eagles, the pitching matchup is two guys 
guys that are natives of South Korea as you've got Kim Min Woo going for the Eagles and Lee Seung Hyun going for the Lotte Giants. And I mentioned it with our good buddy Dave. I'm going to be on the over because you look at both these guys. They're both very young. And for Seung Han for the Lotte Giants, this is his second career appearance in the KBO. He made one start in the middle of May last year and he got lit on fire. Two innings against Kia. Gave up seven runs, all of which were earned. It was absolutely brutal. His whip is a five. I've always said on this podcast, if your whip would be a solid bench press for a set of 10, you're doing a really bad job. If anyone could do a set of 10 at 500 pounds, I will be very, very impressed. Meanwhile, with Kim Min-woo, well, his whip was 162 last year. That's a little bit more respectable. 162 is pretty solid on the bench press for a set of 10, but with that said, it certainly is not 500 pounds, and Min-woo's actually been doing a little bit of a better job. He's made it a relief appearance so far this year, and he's made a start, and in that start against Kia, this came on the 12th of May, he looked very good. Seven innings, and he gave up one hit, eight strikeouts. This is a 24-year-old that seems to be really putting it together. I do like what I've seen out of him recently. He is a little bit of a better swing and miss guy than his numbers would appear last year. Last year, he was getting more around six and a half strikeouts per nine innings. So far this year, he's getting north of 10, and he's been able to do a solid job of being able to limit some of the walks. Last year, he was giving out right around four walks per nine innings. He has cut down on that. I do think the Hanwha Eagles is going to be having a solid bullpen, and the Giants, they do have a good bullpen, but I just fear that they're going to need to get seven plus innings out of that bullpen. I don't care what bullpen you're looking at in the KBO. If you need to get seven innings out of it, you are in deep doo-doo. And then when you take a look at Lote, this is a team that I think is going to have a little bit of regression when it comes to the bats. Dixon Machado's off to a good start. He's hitting at 286. He's been able to go deep three times, but he seems to be wearing down Deo Lee. He was hitting before yesterday's game, like 430. He wound up going 1 of 5. I think that at 37 years old, he's going to begin to wear down a little bit. And then when you take a look at the top of the lineup, you got to think that Min Byung Hun is going to see a little bit of regression. Did not get a single hit yesterday. He's hitting a 341 for the year, but this is also someone that is age 33, so I think that that's going to come in, and at some point, Hanwha is going to get runs up on the board. I believe that they've broken the four-run plateau just once so far this year. You have to think that with getting the day off yesterday, someone like a Jared Hoying is going to be able to come in, and he's going to be able to give this team some production, and I do like what I'm seeing out of Lee Sung-hyol. He's hitting a 302. He just has not been able to go deep so far this year. He's had at least 21 home runs in each of the last three years. I think that this is a good spot for Lotte to be able to get some runs up on the board. I'm going to take it over, and I'm going to be laying the small number here with the Hanwha Eagles. We move on to game number 304-679-304-680. The Doosan Bears are going to be hitting the road to face off against the Kia Tigers. The Tigers are finding themselves at most places even juice. I know that there's a couple books out there in which they are laying more around minus 110, but anywhere between even minus 110, which means that the Doosan Bears, they're anywhere between minus 120. I'm seeing a couple minus 125s out there as well, but mostly right around minus 120. Your total on this game is 9.5. The over as juice of minus 115. Pretty much everywhere that you look at Caesars, it's actually minus 130. So if you're looking at the under in this game, it's at plus 110, which is a very good value. At most other places, the under is more around minus 105. And this is a spot in which I am going to be taking a look at that under. I was not able to get the plus money. I wound up getting even myself. But we were talking about it with our good buddy Dave, and we're both very bullish on this pitching matchup. As Aaron Brooks, no, not the former basketball player, 
but rather the baseball pitcher is going to be going for the Tigers, and Raul Alcantara is going to be going for the Tucson Bears, and with Alcantara, this is his second year in the KBO. He's with the KT Smiling Blobs last year. Gave the team a 401 ERA. He does a very good job of being able to limit the walks. In 172 and two-thirds innings last year, he issued 27 walks. It's like a walk and a half for nine innings. I will say this, he is someone that he tends to give up a little bit too much hard contact. He has given up a combined three home runs over his last four starts. Not necessarily a great swing and miss guy, but you don't have a whole lot of swing and miss guys. The Doosan Bears wound up just getting ravaged in the bullpen yesterday. You gotta think that they're gonna want to get as much length as possible. And when you take a look at Aaron Brooks, he was one game below 500 with the Baltimore Orioles last year, and he's been terrific in two starts so far this year. He's went 12 and a third innings, and he's given up a combined two runs. He's not a guy that is necessarily gonna get a bunch of swings and misses when it comes to the MLB level, but so far, 10 strikeouts so far this year, and what I like about him, and I was talking about a little bit earlier, command. Zero walks so far. That is so big. And the Kia Tigers are starting to get their act together on offense as well. Preston Ducker, 7 RBI yesterday. No doubt, he is absolutely spectacular. You've got Chano Park, who in my opinion is the best infield actual fielder in the KBO. He has been doing a terrific job there. And then with Tucson, you got to think that Jose Miguel Fernandez is going to see a little bit of regression. Went 1 of 5 yesterday. And despite that, still hitting a 488, he's going to be terrific. He had a 344 last year, but there's no way he's going to be able to keep up a 488 pace. You've got the big bombers in the middle of the lineup as well. In Onjay Il, he has been able to do a solid job for Dusan. 405 batting average. Once again, a number I think is going to have a little bit of regression. And then Kim Jae Hwan, he wound up having just 15 home runs last year after 44 the year before. Will the real Kim Jae Hwan step up? Because he has four home runs so far this year. He's hitting a 359. Once again, I think regression is going to come in. I think that Kia is going to get an absolutely superb performance from Aaron Brooks. I do think that actually both these pitchers are going to perform well. I think that this is going to be a rare under for Dusan. I think that the Kia Tigers get the job done. So we're taking Kia. And we are going to be taking this total under as well. We move on to 304, 681, 304, 682. The KT Wiz, aka the KT Smiling Blobs, are going to be playing also the Samsung Lions. The Lions opened up at more around a plus 125 ish underdog, but we are seeing the money starting to come in on the Samsung Lions. If you're taking a look at them, you're not going to be kidding quite that plus price. Around Las Vegas, I'm seeing mostly a plus 110. Meanwhile, with the Smiling Blobs, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 130 and minus 140. Total on this game at a lot of places is 9. With the over of 9, you're seeing that at minus 115. The under is minus 105. I'm actually seeing an even out there as well, which makes the over minus 120. And then I'm seeing some 9.5 out there. With that, you've got the over and under both at minus 110. And this is a spot in which I do think that we are going to see a very good pitching matchup with the Smiling Blobs. You do have out there, in my opinion, the best pitcher when it comes to pure stuff. And Orisima Espanye. And then when you take a look at the other side for the Samsung Lions, you've got Ben Lively, and I'm right there with Dave. I think that this is going to be a one-run game. We actually, ironically enough, I mentioned this during the interview, sort of have the same mindset when it comes to this game, but we just have different bets with Ben Lively. This is someone that is in his second year in the KBO. Only got nine starts last year, which is why I think that you're not necessarily going to see him go past six innings, which means that you are going to get a little bit of that Samsung bullpen, and my big fear with Ben Lively is just the fact that he gives up the deep ball and he has been giving it up quite frequently as he has given up six home runs over the course of his last five starts. So that no doubt is a little bit of an issue, but what he does a good job of is not issuing too many free passes. What I liked about him last year is that he gave up right around two blocks per nine innings. And then with Mr. Despagne, he's got electrifying stuff. The curveball really breaks. His fastball, it is sharp. The big thing with him is 
is control. And so far this year, it's actually been pretty good. 11 innings pitch across his two stars. He's only issued one walk. Now, I will say, against the NC Dinos, he wound up getting in a little bit of trouble. But NC, when they're at full force, they are one of the top teams in the KBO when it comes to being able to put up runs. And with our good friends, the Smiling Blobs, what you have to like about this team is the fact that Mel Rojas is white hot. You gotta think that there's gonna be, once again, a little bit of regression here as he's hitting a 465 with two home runs. But he certainly has been able to deliver in the middle of the lineup. And you've been able to see the top two hitters for KT and Simu Jung and Kim Min Hook really step up a combined five hits for them yesterday. And then Kim Bae Ho has really been doing a great job as well. Hit 336 for this team last year. He delivered 13 home runs, already three home runs, and a 333 batting average so far this year. So I do like what they're able to do. And then with Samsung, Tyler Saladino's right now out of the fold. Lee Won Syuk, he has been only hitting a buck 84. And you've got a lot of guys on Samsung that they just don't necessarily have great batting averages. Park Seung Goo has been hitting a 500 so far this year, but he had a 190 last year. Once again, I think it's due in for a little bit of regression. And then when you've got someone like a Kim Dong Hyuk going from a 215 last year to a 304, it just has all the makings right there of a guy that's probably going to be somewhere in between the 304 and the 215. I think that this is a great spot for Despagne to be able to get some strikeouts. I think that Samsung is just not going to be able to get the job done in this spot. And I think that you get a low scoring game in which a Smiling Blobs get the job done. So Smiling Blobs and the under the play here. We move on to 304-683, 304-684. The Key Womb Heroes are going to be hitting the road to face off against the LG Twins. The Key Womb Heroes are finding themselves a favorite in this spot. You're mostly seeing minus 135. I am seeing a little bit of variance with the juice as well as I'm seeing some minus 145 out there and the LG Twins. And most spots, it's a plus 115 to a plus 120 underdog. And your total on this game, it is 9. The over and under are both at minus 110. And we are seeing at Caesars in 8.5 as well. You're going to see some significantly different juice here as that over of 8.5 is minus 125. The under is plus 105. And this is the spot in which I wound up riding the under in this game because with Ki Woom, they are trotting out there, in my opinion, one of the best pitchers in the KBO as Eric Josich goes for the heroes for LG. You've got Cha Woo Chan going and Mr. Cha Woo Chan is a very serviceable KBO pitcher. You take a look at what he's done the last two years. He combined 25 and 18 record in that time period. His ERA is more around a five. So I do find that to be a little bit intriguing. And the big reason why walks during the 2018 season, he had 170 innings and he gave out 79 walks. Last year was a little bit better. He gave out 59 walks and 168 and a third innings, but that certainly is a little bit of an issue. In his first two starts this year, he issued two free passes and gave up a home run in both of those. He has been doing a little bit of a better job as being a swing and miss guy, but we know this. LG and Kiwoom, they didn't wind up having to use their bullpens overly much because even though they played a double dip yesterday, all of these starting pitchers in those games, they were pretty solid. Even Han Ni only went five innings for Kiwoom. He was able to turn it over to the bullpen and the bullpen was pretty solid up until that eighth inning. I do think that we are going to be able to get some good bullpen pitching in this one and with Kiwoom. They were without Taylor Motter yesterday, which is probably a good thing. This guy at the double-A level as you're hit below the Mendoza line. He's been hitting below the Mendoza line so far this year, but this is a team that at the top of the lineup, it certainly has been a little bit of a struggle. Si Chong Chan, a guy that has hit at least a 298 in the KBO in every year ever since 2014. Top of lineup, he's only hitting a 225. Kim Young, he's hitting a buck 43. Last year, this guy hit a 307. At some point, you gotta think that that's gonna pick up, and Byung Ho Park, 
who last year led the KBO in home runs. He spent some time with the Minnesota Twins. He hit 280 last year, hitting a 205 with two home runs so far this year. So I think that there's going to be a little bit of a rise up there. Kim Hunso has been able to do a great job with LG so far this year. He's hitting a 405. We all remember his time with the Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies. Roberto Ramos is tied for the league lead in home runs. He's been able to go deep four times so far this year, so that's been very good, but I do think the pitchers are going to start to pitch around him a little bit more, and with LG, you just have to question a little bit more of the bottom of the lineup. You've got a guy like a Jun Jin Hyun. He has hit two home runs so far this year, and in the entire 2019 season, on 129 games, he hit two home runs, and despite the fact that he's gone deep twice, hitting a 214, that is a little bit of an issue. This LG team seems to be a little bit all or nothing when it comes to that. I think that the heroes are going to get a very good start out of Mr. Jokic, who has a 2-1-4 ERA over the course of his last 10 starts, staying back to last year, and his two starts so far this year, a combined 11 innings. He's given up one run. He's been doing a great job. 11 strikeouts to one walk. I certainly do think that he's going to get the job done, so for that reason, we are going to be taking the heroes in this spot, and we're going to be taking this total under, and we wrap things up with the best team in the KBO record-wise and the worst team in the KBO record-wise. 304-685-304-686. The NC Dinos are going to be hitting the road to face off against the SK Wyverns. If you're taking a look at the Dinos, you're going to be finding them as high as a $2 favorite. There certainly is a little bit of a premium on this game. Heck, I'm actually seeing a minus 205. With the Wyverns, you're seeing them more around plus 165. Might be able to get a plus 170. Might get as low as plus 155, but you're certainly getting a big plus price there. And your total on this game is 9.5, pretty much across the board. The over has juice of even, and the under is minus 120. And I do think that we are going to see a little bit of a festival of runs in this spot. With the NC Dinos, they are a little bit banged up when it comes to the lineup, but they are going to be trotting out there. Drew Ryshinsky, who I think is the most overrated American-born pitcher other than Chris Flexen in this entire KBO. I would say Drew Gagion, but we all know that Gagion sucks, so you can't be overrated if you suck. Meanwhile, Biek Song Gion is going to be going for the Wyverns, and this is someone for Seung Gon, who was terrific last year. 233 RA, 15 total appearances, so he was used a little bit more as a reliever, so this is going to probably be a little bit of a bullpen game for the Wyverns, but does a good job of being able to keep things out in front of him. The walks are an issue. He wound up giving out right around six walks per nine innings, but you take a look at Roshinsky. He's in his second year in the KBO. He had a 3.05 ERA last year, but what really concerns me about him is the fact that he does give up the long ball a little bit. He gave up 13 home runs last year in a D-juice ball era. He certainly is someone that doesn't get a bunch of punch outs. He's only going to give you about six per nine innings. The Dinos certainly have been doing a great job out of the bullpen recently, but you take a look at Rachinsky's last start against the KT Smiling Blobs. Five and a third innings. He wound up giving up 10 hits, five earned runs, two home runs, so he is prone to giving up that deep ball. And the Wyverns, for all their offensive troubles, actually have one of the guys tied for the league lead in regards to home runs. That would be Han Dong Min. He's hitting a 333. Now he has cooled down in recent games. He's got a combined two hits over the course of the team's last four games, but this is certainly someone that's able to supply some boom. Actually had a home run yesterday, so he now has five home runs, so he now leads the league. And you got to think that Jamie Romack is going to come along for the ride. He was one of the top players in the KBO when it comes to home runs last year with 29. So far this year, he's only gone deep once. 270 batting average, so he's still doing a good job of getting on base. The walks have not necessarily 
already been there, but I do think that with SK as well, they've got a guy in Kim Kang Min that is doing a good job of setting the table. 312 batting average. You've got a bunch of guys at the top that they're doing their part. They're getting on base. It's just been the bottom man, Jung Hun and Lee Jung-gu, who just have not been able to hold up their end of the bargain. I think that this is going to balance out. The Wyverns have been leaving on the most men on base of any team in the KBO. And with the NC Dinos, they've actually been very good to the under recently. You take a look at what they've done. Each out of their last four games have went under. I do think that they are prone for being able to bust out a little bit, but unfortunately, they've got Aaron All Terrible in the lineup, and Aaron All Terrible is hitting a buck 75. And what else is big for NC is that their table setter, Park Min Woo, he is currently out of the fold. He wound up missing yesterday's game due to injury. He was hitting a 425 this year, hit 344 last year. This guy is absolutely superb at getting on base. He does a nice job of being able to seal some bases. Na Sung Bum, he is really going to need to step up for this team as well. He is hitting a 237 so far this year at a 366 last year. He has three home runs so far this year. Last year he had four. He was very badly banged up. His last full year in 2018 hit a 318 and he wound up going deep 23 times. So the power is there. The average, unlike in past years, has not been. I do think that the Wyverns are going to give up a couple runs, but I do think that this is a spot in which the Wyverns bats finally come alive. So we are going to be taking the massive underdog with the Wyverns and we're going to be taking this little over. And that will wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Podcast on this lovely Saturday afternoon for the Saturday night slash Sunday morning KBO games. A big thanks to Dave LA for joining me in the last segment. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a big question for the podcast, fire it into my timeline at GRS41. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. And I will talk at you guys either tomorrow or once again on Monday since we aren't going to have any KBO game for Sunday night slash Monday morning, but I will still probably put out some sort of podcast, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for tuning in.